In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's sermon will be especially for the the couples of the parish and the couples that have spent this weekend on a marriage retreat. It would be hard if we searched the epistles throughout the whole year. It would be hard to find a more perfect epistle than the epistle of today's Mass to speak of the, the efforts that you should make in your, in your marriage and the direction that those efforts should take, especially this charity, bearing with one another, and this charity, this forgiveness, it's, there's so much there in the epistle. What I'd like to focus on today, or where I'd like to start, is, in a certain sense, you could say where your marriage started, which was at the foot, if not of this altar, well then still at the foot of some Catholic altar. On the day of your wedding, you heard those words of the Mass, those words of the priest, those words of the church, Ite Misa Ast. Go, you are dismissed. Ite Misa Ast. Now you know that the church was not just saying, Now you can go to your reception. The ceremony is over. The church says far more than something like that. It's not just now you can go back to your daily business. Now you can go back to real life. No, this is real life. The Mass is real life. This is the, this is the heart of our life. Each Mass, when the priest says, Go, you are dismissed. The church is saying, Now you've seen His sacrifice. Now you've seen, you've witnessed the sacrifice of Christ for you. You've seen His love for you. You've seen His Mass for you. Now you go. Live your Mass. Prove your love for God out in the world. Prove to the world how much you love your God. Take the Mass with you. It's a beautiful thought, but it's meant to be more than just the thought. And we can take it a step further if we link the Mass to your marriage. You are meant to live in your marriage, you are meant to live your Mass. That go you are dismissed, that itemisa est of your, of your wedding Mass, was a, an invitation to go and to bring the Mass into the world through your marriage. And there will not only be these moments of Ite Misas, but moments, for example, from the foot of the altar to the completion, there will be confiteors in your marriage where you will be saying to your spouse, it's through my fault. You'll be apologizing. It's through my fault, through my fault. You don't hear the altar server say, or the priest say, it's through your fault, it's all your fault. And likewise in marriage, it should be each admitting their own. And sometimes you'll be on the other side of that confidier. You'll be the one giving the indulgentium, the, the forgiveness. Now typically the priest doesn't make the altar boy remain bent over at the Mass for hours at a time. How sorry are you really? A little lower, please. 
grovel a little more. No. There's an immediate forgiveness, an indulgencia. Sincere and blessed by God. Forgiveness in the sign of the cross. And that's the way it's meant to be in your marriage. Making, let's say, apologies easy because you are so gracious in receiving them. And then, as the priest mounts the altar steps, it's not long before there, there's the Kyrie. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. There it's, you could say, husband and wife, both before God. Have mercy on our family. Lord, please give us what we need. Forgive us our trespasses. And please provide all that we need. Have mercy on us. We live in a difficult world. You'll have your glorias, those moments of great joy, triumphant joy in the family, often directly linked with, with a birth, for example, a birth in the home, or something that tastes of a rebirth, a great success, the start to a new life, a marriage of one of your children, a first communion. These are all these great moments where you share in the joy of the Holy Family as they, as it was at their joy that the angels sang the first Gloria. You'll have your epistles where you'll be teaching your children their basic manners, how to behave like human beings, how to look after one another. You'll have your Gospels where you'll be teaching them outright the catechism, the faith. You are to teach them the gospel in your home. And each time you do any one of these things, what a blessing if we can somehow remember, this is my Mass. This is living my Mass. I love what I do. You'll have your creeds. Where you have to make a public profession of faith. I do believe. How many times the man in the workplace, when his fellow workers try to turn the topic to something that's not respectful or not proper, how many times does he not have to walk away or say something? And in other words, he's saying, I believe. I believe in God. I believe in heaven. I believe that God is everywhere. I believe that... Marriage is sacred, and we must treat it in a sacred manner. How many times the wife, as she goes through the, the shopping centers with all of her children, how many times she'll be asked, what is it, some sort of a, an outing? You know, for, the, for the, the daycare? No, they're all mine. All those children are yours. Oh yes, and there are more at home. Because I believe that marriage is for life. I believe that marriage is, is to, to fill heaven with loving hearts. A woman as well, the way she dresses in public. The modest dress she wears. It tells the whole world, I believe 
in the sacredness of motherhood. I believe that God made us from head to foot for a sacred and a noble purpose. And I don't show that off the wrong way. That is sacred. And so there's a veil like the tabernacle. Cradle, I believe. You'll have your offertories where you see coming down the road, you'll see crosses on their way. You know there's suffering not far from the family. And in advance, you peacefully offer what God is going to ask of you. Lord, whatever you please, whatever you want, whenever you want, I trust you. You have your moments of consecration. And the consecration of the Mass is the moment, the great moment of the sacrifice. And it's right in the midst of the canon of the Mass, the great silence of the sacrifice. And you too will be asked in your marriage to offer great sacrifices in silence, united with that of the cross. There will be crosses so great that they will mark you forever. They will change you forever. But those wounds will be glorious, like the wounds of Christ, risen. One day those wounds will be your glory. You will have your paternosters, where you kneel as a family and say your night prayers, for example. And you speak, you teach the children to speak to our Father. And then, having put the ch children to bed, you have a few moments to pray again as a couple. To pray for one another. To pray that God fill your hearts and souls with even a greater faith, hope and charity in marriage. How often do you pray for each other? Much depends on that. Many special graces in marriage are obtained by the others asking. And you'll have your communions, moments of great family unity, of profound spousal love. Communion, of course, is union, common union with God. And God must never be left out of the picture. He must never be left out of your, your joys, just as He must never be left out of your sorrows. And one day, one day it will come that you will hear again an Itemisa asked. This time, it will be spoken by one or other of you. Perhaps you will be the one hearing from your spouse, Ite Misa asked, Go, you are dismissed. Or perhaps you'll be the one saying it. In other words, you'll be saying to your dying spouse, You were made for God. I gave you as much as I could. We've walked a long journey together towards God. I've offered as much as I can or could for you. 
Where I failed, please forgive me. As much as I've given you, I've always known I could not fill you. You were made for God. All this time I've been at your side. Because I want you to go to Him. And now our days here in this world, on this earth, are finished. Go to God. Ite misa est. Go our mass. Our married mass is finished. And eternity is the reward. Go to your true happiness. And of course one day, by God's grace, you'll be reunited there. Be reunited there in heaven with God. So you have to live your Mass. Every day. All the graces flow from there. You may not always remember it explicitly, but we can try. Why not even take little phrases from the Mass that become your ejaculations throughout the day? Each of you is at a different point in your married life. Some are in the midst of raising children. Others, their children are grown and gone. Others still, perhaps God has not, in His mysterious wisdom, has not sent children. It doesn't mean He doesn't love. And even when such is the case, or the children are grown and gone, marriages for life, marriages for for having and raising children, but your marriage doesn't lose its purpose when the children are grown and gone. It's not all over. The whole world is potentially your family. You'll have your grandchildren perhaps. Or you'll have adopted grandchildren. Other families who could use a little help. You can be there for them. The whole world is potentially your child because you can pray for them. You can sacrifice for, for them. You can look out for them. Sometimes you'll actually literally give them care or assistance in their home. Other times it will be from a distance your prayer and your inspiration and your fidelity to your spouse after so many years that inspires a young couple to persevere. There's no reason that as the years go on, You can't look and say, well, our children are grown and gone, but this family has many. I'm going to put one of them through school. I'm going to take some of the financial load to help this child through school. Why not? I can say that when I was a a little boy, probably year five, year six, one of the old ladies of the parish... She went to the parish priest and she said, I don't think she even knew me. She just said, that boy, I want to put him through school. And she did. She helped my parents all the way through. All the way through grade school, into high school. 
And then off to seminary. She's passed away now. But she's remembered at every Mass. Our family is much bigger. Charity starts at home, but our home... Well, we have, a, we have a family that's extended as well. Live your marriage then all the way to the end. It's begun before the altar. We live it in union with the altar. Remember that it's Christ who lives in us. It's Christ who dies in us. It's Christ who loves in us. May his, may yours be his eternal love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.